0: I just finished up season one of the guest interviews for the Idiom Perspective podcast, and I wanted to make sure that I took some time to just reflect on the experience and reflect on some of the conversations that I had, as well as just take some time to think about how I've changed over the course of these past two months or so since I started doing the guest interviews. And then I also wanted to take some time to give you guys just a little bit of an idea of how Season 2 is going to go and how the interview format or the conversation format has changed a little bit. So I'll cover that near the end. And then I also want to use this time to really just critique myself and you know critique myself as a, as a podcaster um, and as an interviewer. And I guess just a, a communicator and a person in general, so that's generally, generally what I'm going to try to cover here. Hopefully this won't take too long, but you know, we'll see what happens. I have a tendency to go off on some tangents. we'll see what comes up. So for the uh, two or three listeners that I have currently, this could be pretty important information. could be pretty enlightening for you. And for everybody else who's probably going to hear this like five years from now, Maybe it doesn't fucking matter, or maybe maybe it'll be cool at that point to just be able to come back and kind of look at the history and the timeline of how this whole thing developed, because so I'm planning on doing this for a while. And uh, it's certainly not going to be anything that's static just over the course of these two months. I feel like I've, I've gone through like a hundred different iterations of what I want the podcast to be, and also just what I want the idiom perspective to be in general. So it's been, it's been a pretty cool process. It's definitely been a challenging learning experience so far. But I expect it to be like that the whole way through. So, uh, so we'll get into it. So season one, I actually did six interviews, but I'm only going to be posting five of them. So the second interview that I did with my friend Yusuf... We uh we were having issues with the GarageBand app while we were trying to record it, which was strange because the first interview that I did was less than twenty four hours prior to that, and everything went perfectly fine. We recorded like a three and a half hour conversation with no issues, and then Yusuf came over the next day, and the the GarageBand app was fucking up. So we downloaded Audacity eventually, like we we spent like an hour trying to troubleshoot. Couldn't figure it out, and then we finally just downloaded a new app, and then we went to record it on that app. We thought that everything was fine, but I guess I probably fucked something up. <laughs> Basically, the uh, the sound quality was messed up because it was only picking up the audio from his microphone and not mine, so my voice was like real quiet and muffled, and you could hear him perfectly fine. And then, in addition to that, because it was, it was still, like you could still tell what I was saying, it was just a noticeably lower quality, but I was still thinking about posting it. But for some reason on the Audacity app, it saved as a different file extension, which made the file much larger, um, like over a gig, which is a lot for an audio file, I think. And uh, the uh, podcast hosting app or website that I use doesn't allow me to post files that big, so... Unfortunately, I couldn't post that conversation with Yusuf. But I do plan to have him back on the podcast um, within the next few months or so. So he'll probably make an appearance in season two or season three. We'll see. That'll mostly be up to him because he's got a pretty busy schedule and he's got multiple kids and another kid on the way. So he's a busy guy. So anyway, so I had five podcasts, interviews. Um, I'm trying to think of them more as... Just conversations, and I think you'll hear me say that in every single, uh, every single like introduction to those podcasts. But so I did five interviews, five fucking amazing conversations, just like really wonderful experiences to be to be completely honest. So in order, I interviewed David Moreno, and then I interviewed Yusuf, who, like I said, I um, will not be posting that one. The third interview was with Katie Hale. The fourth interview was with Christina Malinari. And I'm pretty sure I uh slightly mispronounced her name and I I I wasn't even aware of it until later in the conversation. She uh I don't know, said said something about uh being a a Malinari girl. <laughs> and uh so I guess yeah, I guess I just never actually known how to you know perfectly pronounce her last name so uh, that was funny when I realized it during the conversation and then the uh what was that the fourth interview so the fifth interview was with Dorcas Quinn McWilliams and I hope that's how you pronounce that that middle part I'm fairly certain it's spelled Q-U-Y-N-N and I forgot to ask her before the conversation if that was like definitely how you pronounce it because I don't know, I, I could see it potentially being another pronunciation, but uh, the, the conversation with, with Dorcas was awesome. That was um, a very short conversation because she's a really busy person as well, and uh, she didn't have a lot of time, but we made the most of it. I think that was a really powerful conversation. And then the last one was with Justin Haber. So I'll just try to just touch on each one real quick. The conversation with David Moreno um was was awesome as, you know as a special conversation cuz so that was the, the very first interview and everything uh my friend david I, uh we we touch on like how we met and everything in in that podcast conversation so i'm not going to really speak to that very much but he was the first person that i told about the initial idea for the podcast and uh i want to say that I was in like july or something and, after that conversation, when I decided, like, fully that I was going to make this thing happen, I told him that he would be the first person that I interviewed. So, then we made it happen, like, two months later. So, that was pretty cool. We, uh, it was a long overdue conversation, just just for our, like, sort of personal friendship. So, we had a lot to talk about, and since that was the first interview, I had so many questions written out just like a whole you know uh it was like two sheets uh front and back so like four pages of questions and uh I just wanted to make sure that I got through all the questions you know because that was the first interview and I didn't know what the hell I was doing so that that ended up being a really long conversation plus we just we always have a lot of shit to say to each other so that was a really cool really cool experience And, uh, the second one with Yusuf, um, that was less than 24 hours after the conversation with David. Um, like I said, we had some technical difficulties with, you know, actually just recording the conversation, but the, the conversation itself was really cool. Um, Yusuf and I worked together, uh, for some time at the gym, so, you know, we've, kind of based a lot of our relationship like also around like fitness like we coached crossfit classes together um and we certainly talked about some other stuff because we we became pretty close but it was it was cool to be in a completely different environment and to to get to know a little bit more about him and his background and everything and just like how he uh how he thinks of himself I suppose is, is how a lot of the the conversation was structured around the third one, with Katie Hale. <laughs> this was a fucking awesome conversation. I mean, all all six of them were. But um, Katie, we also worked together at the gym for some time, and uh, we would we would pretty frequently have just ridiculous conversations. I I don't really know how to describe it. I feel like it won't do it justice. Like I I can't even really think of appropriate words for it, like mind blowing is, is kind of too generic, but we would have some, some really interesting conversations that we basically just could never have with anybody else in our lives. <laughs> so we would, we would just have really interesting conversations all the time uh, while we were like closing up the gym together. And, uh, we hadn't spoken in a while cause I stopped working at that gym about a year ago and so that was that was a much overdue conversation and it was cool we we got into some really interesting stuff about language and communication especially and like I had I had no idea where we were actually going to take that conversation I mean I, I wrote out some questions and stuff and I uh, I had an idea of some of the topics I wanted to cover but some of the things that like she was actually saying I just like could have never predicted so it's it's always a it's always a fun experience talking to katie after that the fourth interview was with christina molinari that was a man that was a beautiful conversation she's uh she to me just like like exudes wisdom (laughs) christina's great she's um she's like one of my favorite people right now I mean, really, like all these, all these people are are up there, and that's why they were the first few people that I interviewed. But, um, yeah, the conversation with Christina was great. Um, like I said, just she has a lot of wisdom to share, and uh, she's extremely thoughtful and and compassionate. So that was, uh, I want to say, like uh, an enlightening conversation to some extent. And I think for people listening to it, like it'll be it'll be really powerful and potentially enlightening for those people too. The fifth conversation was with Dorcas. So Christina and Dorcas both work at, at Soul Yoga in Frederick. Well, Dorcas is the owner. Christina teaches there. Um, but the conversation with Dorcas was awesome. It was it was way different. So that was the only um, interview that I did where I wasn't like in my house you know in my little sort of podcast studio I set up in my dad's office uh, so for that interview with Dorcas I, I traveled I mean I, I drove 10 minutes to, uh, to the yoga studio in downtown Frederick and we set up in this little tiny room so it was it was just a nice little sort of novelty experience of having to travel with all the podcast equipment and just sort of like transform this, this tiny little room. I mean, the room is literally like, I don't know, like five by eight feet or something. (laughs) So we had this tiny little room. We had this little table that was like, I don't know, maybe like one and a half by three feet. Little tiny table set up like all this fucking podcast equipment and stuff. And uh, so that was just that was a cool experience. Uh, Just sort of the novelty of it. And then we didn't have much time. So you know, that was a sort of a, a learn on the fly experiment or experience for me because uh, I had to significantly change the, the interview format and the types of questions and just like the way that I actually uh, sort of facilitated the conversation, I guess you can say. So that was that was a different experience, but uh, she killed it. It was man, that was an awesome conversation. I think that one too I mean I I, (laughs) obviously I I think that all in all of these conversations um there there's a lot to offer to the listeners and to basically any audience so but man that was the the conversation with Dorcas was awesome because it was so short I'm pretty sure it was less than an hour might have been like 55 minutes but I feel like we just packed in so much good shit (laughs) just so many gems in there Oh man. The last conversation with Justin was also very different. Uh so that one wasn't really planned out. So he uh he was home from grad school for uh Thanksgiving break. So that was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And he just kinda hit me up randomly and we were just hanging out and then we were just like, yo, you wanna do this podcast? and <laughs> We we were just like, Yeah, I mean we can try it, like if it sucks, we don't have to post it. And then it was cool. I think that was the only one where I didn't script an intro. <laughs> so you'll hear that at the beginning. I, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> we just we just start talking, like I just start recording. And uh I think I just I like asked him like if he wants to say anything. And he's just like, Uh I love you. <laughs> And then I, I was like, Fuck it, maybe we'll just keep it. Let's just let it roll." And that's what we did. And it ended up being like a two plus hour conversation, and it was it was really interesting. Um, towards towards the end of it, so uh, I'll, I'll say this without like divulging too much information. Um, at the time, he was he was kind of like going through some personal shit, and uh, you'll you'll hear some of that come out in the conversation. He he speaks about it a little bit, and. So about halfway through the conversation, the dynamic kind of just like naturally shifted and we started speaking a lot more about me and some of my ideas and and my practices. And so he became more of the facilitator and like he was asking more questions than I was. Uh, So that was was pretty cool uh, to have someone sort of put me through the process that I've been putting other people through over these past few months. Um, so that was, that was really interesting. I think it's, um, I mean, obviously I I think that I have some good shit to say, right? So, um, I, I think that, I think that I was able to offer some people some pretty valuable insights, um, some pretty valuable ideas that they might be able to integrate into their lives and yeah so that was that was a really cool experience with Justin and yeah I, I was just I was um I was really grateful for that that whole experience with him because it was it wasn't just the podcast you know it wasn't just us recording the interview but uh, we just we hadn't we hadn't uh, seen each other talk to each other for a while like basically since he went off to grad school and we just hung out for like six hours and like you know two hours of that was the podcast but just that that whole experience with some of the stuff that we you know touched on um off the podcast was really cool we were like uh like dissecting each other's artwork and shit too and like we're we're both uh amateur amateur artists it was it was pretty interesting but he had some some really uh insightful and and thoughtful things to say about the artwork I've been I've been trying to draw dragons and I'd think that they're a joke but he was like just pointing out all of this like cool shit all of these insightful things so thanks Justin that was a that was a cool experience man all right so that uh I guess that kind of covers season one right so those are those uh six interviews and I'm posting five of them and I think this is how it's going to be moving forward partially because I don't want to give myself like a strict schedule where I'm posting, you know, trying to post a podcast interview like every single week. Like I, I thought that I was going to do that, but I don't think it's a good idea for me in the way that I operate right now. So I decided I'm just going to post them in seasons. So I'm going to, you know, kind of batch them together and this one ended up being five that I'm posting in the future. It might be like 10. I don't know. We'll see how many people I can actually get to come talk to me. <laughs> so uh yeah let's uh let's talk about season two then. just real quick. So season two, I'm gonna modify the uh, structure or or the approach or the style, I suppose. And I want it to be a little bit more open, more of more of like an open dialogue, more of a, a conversation and less of an interview. So less formal. And I'm going to try something out. I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe I'll end up only doing it for one season, but I'm going to start off. Like actually like literally start recording, start the very beginning of the podcast with me and the guest just having a discussion about what we want to talk about. All right, so we're going to talk about like what do we what do we actually want to cover in this interview? Like what are the things that we want to explore? So we'll start off the first like five to ten minutes or so. Literally, I'm I'm hoping that I don't do any more scripted intros <laughs> because I thought the scripted intros were good when I was writing them, and then when I went back and listened to them, I was just like, man, I feel stupid about this. <laughs> I mean, some of them were good, but some of it, when I went back and listened to it, just sounded like inauthentic. Maybe, I, maybe I just need to get better at speaking. That's probably what it is, mostly. Anyway, for season for season two, I I'm trying not to do any like actual sort of intros. Like, we're just gonna start recording, and it's gonna be like, all right, dude, what do you want to talk about today? And we'll we'll write up some shit on the whiteboard, just some like general ideas that we want to cover, and then. We'll get into like the interview and it'll still start off in a similar way where I'm just trying to create some context, you know, get some some background information about the person. And then in season one, I've been doing these uh, sort of like personality type questions almost where I was asking people to answer either or like, for example, like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I asked a bunch of questions like this and there were like, there were a couple series of questions and I I still want to use that because I think it's really useful just to see how they think about themselves. I still want to use that, but I'm going to modify that format a little bit. So I think especially because some of the questions I was asking are like not common questions that people ever hear or ever consider. Like one of the questions I think was I don't want to say it stumped people, but just made them stop and think. Was I was asking, what was it like, what do you what do you think is more meaningful, or what do you think is more important, humility or gratitude? And so first, I just think that's an awesome question to contemplate. But uh, it's it's not something very common. I think that. A lot of people were caught off guard by that question. So that's just an example of some of the either or questions. But what I'm going to do in season two is I'm going to have a bigger list of those questions, of the either or questions. But before we actually start recording, I'm going to have them go through and pick out a certain number of them. And they're going to pick the ones you know, that that they're going to answer, obviously. They're picking out the ones that I'll actually ask them about. But I want them to pick out the ones where their answer or they feel like their answer will reveal something important about their personality. right, so some of the questions that I was asking, one, like I said, just, you know, probably caught people off guard. But two, I'm sure that there were questions where the person... You know, they answered it because they had to, right? They answered it because I asked the question. But I'm sure some of them were thinking, like, you know, this is my answer. Like, this is what I would say to answer this question, but it doesn't really matter. You know, like, this doesn't actually tell you anything about me. At least when I looked at some of those questions, I mean, I was just... Maybe some of them, I, I could say that about myself, but just thinking about them, like, after they answered it, like, the way that they responded, um, I think... There had to be some questions where it just wasn't like vital information, (laughs) you know, like they didn't really have anything interesting or they're kind of, uh, they were kind of like indifferent about it, maybe. Anyway, so season two, I'm gonna have a list of 15 questions, still the either or questions. They're going to choose nine of them. And then those will be the nine questions that I actually asked them in the conversation. So again, the whole thing starts with us just like having a little whiteboard brainstorming session, you know, just discussing the topics that we want to cover. Then I'll go into some of the background questions, you know, to build some context for their perspective. And then the personality questions to see how they think about themselves. And then that'll, that'll kind of extend um, beyond just those either or questions. Uh, but then after that, we'll we'll talk about practices, like I'm, I'm all about practice right now. I don't really see that changing anytime soon, I'm kind of basing my entire life off of a concept of practice that I'm still trying to define. <laughs> and uh, so we'll talk about practices, uh, because I think it's crucial for everything, and everything can be a practice. And after that... Uh, then we'll basically just get into like the whiteboard topics, you know, the whiteboard discussion. So that'll just be like open and, and sort of free flowing and maybe, hopefully won't really be like an interview at all. Like there will be questions posed, I'm sure, but, um, it's, it's not going to be like an interview in the sense where it's like, I'm I'm asking you for an answer or you know where I'm asking them for like a a certain type of answer it's just uh just just a question to I don't know guide the guide the dialogue or guide the thoughts so and then oh yeah last part of course the last part we'll finish up with uh some some discussion about perspective so I finished Every interview in season one with two questions about perspective, I was asking people, what is one question that you could ask other people that would give you a new perspective? And then what is something that you could say to another person that would give them a new perspective? And I think those are cool questions. Um, I heard some cool responses, some interesting stuff, some things that I'd never thought of. And that's the whole point of it, to give me a new perspective by asking those questions. But, I realize that they're both really similar, and maybe making those distinctions is not that important, or maybe it's just not the right distinction to make. So what I'm going to do instead is just lump those two together, because this would fall under what I consider to be symbolic perspective, and I'm calling it symbolic perspective because it all it has to it's, it just has to do with language, like all of it is language. You're just you're saying something, and that's supposed to give you or give the other person a new perspective. Uh, so it's all just symbolic, right? That's language is language is just symbols, right? Like we use these sounds to represent different ideas, however complex or simple they are. Anyway, so the symbolic perspective, um, that's just going to be lumped together into one question now. And so that will basically be just what is something that you could say to offer a new perspective? Just make it really open. Like, what is something that you could say that could be a statement or a question? And just says to offer a new perspective. So it's not even to a certain person, you know, so they could think about offering a new perspective to me, to themselves, possibly, or you know, just to a hypothetical person that they're having a one on one conversation with. They could think about it as, you know, what's what what's a perspective you can offer to the listeners. Anything. So it's I'm gonna make it more open ended. Uh it can be a question or a statement directed towards anybody about anything. And we'll see how that goes. Sometimes uh when you when you open up things like that and there's like no sort of restrictions or limitations, it, it makes it harder for people to like actually make a decision. Or at least I struggle with that a lot. So we'll see how people respond to that. But I think it's like a little bit less obscure perhaps than than what the previous two questions were. Uh, and then what I'm gonna add on to this one uh for the second perspective question, which I would consider to actually be a different type of perspective, is experiential perspective. And so Thinking more about experiential perspective is going to be a theme throughout season two. And, you know, the way that I structure some of the, the questions and interviews, as well as the, the people, I suppose, like that I, that I choose to interview. Uh, but anyway, so, so experiential perspective, what I'm talking about is having an actual experience, you know, doing something and gaining perspective through that experience right because I spoke about symbolic perspective and that's gaining a new perspective through language and or through you know just like thinking about something i suppose but the experiential perspective is experiencing it right so i'll just give a sort of concrete example uh because i've i've been fasting consistently like i have a uh, I've spoken about this previously, but I have an actual practice of fasting for 24 plus hours once every two weeks. And so I could speak to you about fasting. I could tell you everything about it. I could tell you all the benefits. I could tell you all the dangers. I could give you, you know, my sort of anecdotal evidence of what it's done for me, my subjective experience. You learn everything that you could possibly know about fasting And that would give you a certain perspective That would give you a symbolic perspective But then for you to actually go through it yourself For you to actually do one of the fasts Or to incorporate it as a practice Like what I'm saying, you know Experience it over the long term, not just one time That gives you a much different perspective Than just learning about it through language So the point is there are these, you know, just two completely different types of perspective. And the whole first season I was basically just focused on the symbolic perspective. So I'm trying to incorporate more of the experiential perspective. And so that question will be pretty simple. Again, I'll finish, with, finish every interview with these two questions. There's the first one. You know, what could you say to offer a new perspective? That's the symbolic and then the second one, I don't know about the order yet, but uh, the other one for the experiential perspective is just going to be something like, you know, what have you done or what have you experienced recently that gave you a new perspective? And that could really be anything. I mean, like someone could someone could fucking talk about like, you know, I, I was eating my Chipotle bowl like in a different way like, and, it, and it gave me a new perspective or something like it could be anything. So um, I'm really interested to see what comes up for people when I ask them that question. And so I think those two questions should be a little bit easier for people to answer than the two that I was asking at the end of each interview in season one. And I think it'll be like more telling. I think it'll be more insightful. And I think we'll get two answers that... Uh, I guess they're like a little bit more diverse like a little bit more distinct from each other if that makes sense so I'm pretty excited about that so that's, that's what season 2 is going to look like uh, for, for the actual people that I'll be interviewing um, I don't really have the whole thing planned out yet but I've got some interesting people that I'm you know, in the process of contacting and trying to get scheduled for this thing but it's uh, it's it's gonna be fun, and uh, I know that I'll end up interviewing some people that like I'm not even thinking of right now. Like something will just pop up, and I'll just run with it, kind of like what happened with Justin. Oh man, I'm excited. All right, so spoke about season one. Uh, we you know gave maybe more detail about season two than I thought that I would, but it's all good. I'm just kind of working through my own thoughts. So let me let me mention this um, during most of the interviews. I don't think it was all six of them, but during most of the interviews, I spoke about the different social media that the idiom perspective was on or was supposed to be on. Basically, at this point, what I've decided is to not worry about social media. So like, if you search hard enough, you can find it. And there are some posts like there is a point where I posted on Instagram and Twitter every single day for like four or five weeks. So you can find some stuff there, but I haven't posted on it for like the past month or so because I realized that social media is really for promoting a product or promoting a brand. But I don't have a brand or a product I don't have a brand or a product right now. No one knows about it. I haven't even like told or missed anyone about it. And nobody's listening right now. I think I got like, I don't know, maybe like 10 people who have looked at the blog or something. Uh, It's funny. Most of the the numbers from the, the analytics on my website, I think, are just from me. Just going to look at it and like check on it and make sure everything looks all right. Oh, man, that's funny. Anyway, so, so I'm not on like the social media, I'm not doing any of it right now until I actually feel like I have a brand and or a product for me to actually promote. So right now I'm just focused on podcasts. I, uh, I changed up a bunch of stuff. At one point I was recording a podcast every single day and it was great because I needed the practice. I was not comfortable speaking I was not comfortable with, you know, the whole sort of podcast setup. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I did that shit for, like, five, six weeks maybe, posting every single day, and then I realized it just wasn't necessary, and, like, some of the content I was putting out was not that valuable, and it was sort of like the return on investment, if you will, was not, not really in my favor anymore. I was putting in a lot more time than I probably needed to, you know, So I was reaching a point of diminishing returns. So anyway, changed up what I'm doing with the podcast. I think it's basically just going to be the guest interviews. And I'm going to do these like season summaries, hopefully with each one. And then I'm still going to do the self interviews. I might change up the name of that, but concept will be there where I'm just interviewing myself. And then I might also start to narrate some blog posts. If I can actually get around to writing more frequently. Um, narrating my own blog post that, that I put on the Idiom Perspective website. So yeah, there's there's been a lot of changes with the podcast. Um, but what I'm focusing on right now, what I was trying to say, I'm just focusing on the podcast and I'm focusing on the website. So that I actually have a brand and a product. And then somewhere down the road, once I feel like I have enough of a body of work, you know, to actually display to people, then I'll start posting back on social media. But that's put on hold for a while. So for the website, man, I feel like I've done some really cool shit with the website over the past few weeks. I uh, I redesigned a lot of it. I'm sure I'm going to redesign it like within the past or within the next month or two, probably. But um, I feel like I have a pretty cool design. I'm obsessed with the logo, like actually obsessed with the fucking logo. It's it's, it's crazy dude i love that shit um i think it's so dope it's probably it's it's possibly the the coolest geometric object that exists in an imaginary in an imaginary way because it's an impossible 3d object that can't actually exist you know in space but the way that it's drawn you know gives the illusion anyway uh the website Basically, what I'm using it for now is a space for me to document and organize and share all of my ideas, like all of all of my thoughts and my ideas and the way that I operate, the things that I want to keep on my mind, the things that I want to learn more about, things I want to teach other people about. And so I've... Man, it's it still has a lot of work, but I've uh, I feel like I've come up with like a a good basic structure or framework for me to you know kind of just be able to inject my different ideas into. It's pretty vague, I think, but if you check out the website, um, hopefully you can see what I mean. But basically, on the website uh, right now, I have like I have a whole section for just but I think are, like, brilliant quotes or even just, like, random questions. Uh, some of them are, you know, some stuff that I came up with, obviously, but most of it, like, 80% of it is um just, like, quotes from random people or, like, random famous people, you know? So, like, I got shit on there from, like, Albert Einstein and, like, Lao Tzu and Gary Vee and Jason Silva and, like, all these just across, like, so many different fields just people who have used language brilliantly and just provided fucking wisdom for people for however many years, you know. Oh, I definitely have some stuff from Bruce Lee on there too, of course. So that's one section. I just I don't know, that I feel like there's there's so much that you can take away from you know, possibly just like one brilliant one brilliant sentence from a brilliant mind. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to create a massive library of just all these brilliant things that brilliant people have said. It's been pretty cool. And then, uh, what else? I have a bunch of categories in there that at the moment are just completely empty and there are no posts, but, uh, you know, that's just, that's just me, but there'll, there'll obviously be some stuff in there soon. Uh, some of these other categories, I want to have a categories just for, like, principles, right? Just, like, major foundational principles that, like, everybody should know about. I want to have a section for systems. And that kind of, like, that relates to the principles. Um, but the principles are more broad, I guess. And, like, the systems are, like, more, more specific, I suppose, Yeah, And I'll say like the the systems The systems can cover Possibly a like a mm, Nah I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm going to just leave it at that So we're going to have the systems and principles At this point I haven't posted in either one So maybe that's why I'm struggling to articulate it But uh, systems and principles I think both of them are important for my life And once I actually Figure out how to how I want to document some of this. I think it'll help some people out with organizing their life. But I guess I got to figure my own shit out first. Uh, what else? I'm going to have just a tab on there for like all the different resources that I think are useful for people. Uh, resources being, you know, like books or audiobooks or maybe even just like specific YouTube videos or podcasts or blog posts, things like that. Uh, just resources that I've learned from that I think are are crucial for other people to learn from, and you know I'm mainly using that because like I can I can learn something from these resources and I can you know write about it or speak about it, and that's awesome, <laughs> right? That's kind of that's part of the purpose of me doing all this right with the idiom perspective, but I think for other people just to be able to go straight to that source is uh. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a different type of perspective. So the resources, uh, and then I'm just gonna have like sort of regular blog posts, and I've been slacking on that seriously, slacking on that as well. So that covers most of it, um, uh, and then I w- I want to have like a a challenges section where i'm just going to like write posts about different sort of you know life experiments, lifestyle challenges that you can incorporate into your life too. Just to like kind of like disrupt things and uh expand your awareness. Yeah, so that covers most of it. I might be missing one or two sections uh from the website, but so that's basically it. And uh I'm interested to see Just for myself, I'm interested to see how that evolves because I'm sure at some point in the future that will not be exactly what the website is. But hopefully I don't deviate from it too far because I feel I feel pretty good about it right now. So that was that was a very long explanation. Holy shit. All I really needed to say there was that I'm not really doing the social media right now like I spoke about on all the interviews. And the reason for that, like I said, I don't have a brand or a product. So right now, for the foreseeable future, that's all I'm focused on is, you know, just building up this body of work for the podcast and for everything that I just tried to explain on the website. So if you're hearing this in like 2021, I should be on social media. So go check that shit out. I'm sure it's dope. (laughs) All right, we'll start to wrap this up pretty soon. I just want to offer a quick critique. Maybe this is more for me than you, but who knows? Maybe you'll take something from it. So let's start with the good stuff, I guess. Nah, fuck that. We'll start with the bad stuff, and then I'll finish up with the good stuff, and I think I'll just end this, end this podcast there because I feel like I already went a little bit longer than I intended to. So... Some of the bad stuff. Oh man! I mean, this whole thing was just obviously. I knew it was a learning experience, it was gonna be a learning process. Um. <laughs> so, let's say this uh, filler words, right? So I say I say that I I found that in some conversations, not all of them, I was using the word like a lot. I don't think that I say um. Or uh too often. But I definitely say like a lot. And I think that I say you know. I'm pretty sure I say that a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can definitely work on that. Going back and listening to the podcast in full was um oh there it is. There's a filler word right there. But it was... It was uh, Shit. Can't think of the word. I don't want to say enlightening. It was revealing, I suppose. Just to realize that I'm... Well, I already knew that I'm not a, a fantastic communicator. But to actually go back and listen and... Like with the intention to... Pick myself apart And just be as critical as possible It was eye opening We'll say that That's a good adjective for it It was eye opening So the filler words That needs some work Clearly Because as I was explaining that I threw in Three filler words And I just stopped myself From adding one in there So that can definitely be better What else did I do poorly I think that my time management certainly could have been better. Really, I think what I need to do is give myself a time limit first because I was just letting them be completely open and free-flowing, and I was like, you know, we'll just get through all the questions that we need to, and however long it takes, that's how long it takes. But I think if I give myself a time limit, obviously, that's going to help me be just more conscious, more mindful of the time. But that's that's not anything terrible, I don't think. But I'd, I'll say this. I think that people do appreciate some sort of consistency with how long podcasts are. Anyway, what else did I do poorly? Hmm. This is kind of in the middle. There are some aspects of this that I think... I did well, or that I can at least kind of take away some positives from there. There are some aspects of this where I did it very poorly. And it's being fully attentive to what they're saying, what the guest is saying, because I'm still learning how to interview people. And so I have this sheet of questions in front of me. And obviously, I'm trying to think about Guiding the conversation and being prepared to move it forward and ask the next next question or whatever it is, and so there were certainly some times where they were giving an answer, especially if they start talking for a while <laughs> uh, but there so there were times where there where people were talking, and i was I was struggling to figure out how much like how much attention and focus. I can give to them and what they're saying versus trying to make sure I'm prepared for like the next question. So I I struggled with that. I think that just being aware of that is like a big first step for me, but I can definitely get better at it. I can definitely get a lot better. And I think that I did get better throughout the course of the six interviews. I definitely got more comfortable being the interviewer and trying to facilitate the conversation. But with all six interviews, there were, there were plenty of times where I was not paying them as much attention as I should have or as I would have liked to, and I became distracted by trying to sort of like rehearse for what was next, trying to plan out how I was going to transition to the next question or the next section, or how I was, especially at the end, oh man, at the end of conversations, trying to figure out what I wanted to say for like the outro, I would like barely even fucking listen to their answers to the perspective questions, because I'm fucking worried about my own shit, and not sounding stupid at the end of, <laughs> at the, end of the interviews as I closed it, so that's, that's an issue, I need to work on that I don't think that the answer is to script an outro I don't think that that's the answer I don't want to do that I thought about it though I'm I'm pretty sure there were some some of those that I did script or write out mostly ahead of time but I got to figure something out there too and so I guess that that brings up another weak point across the whole thing. The intros and the outros, just in general, were probably the hardest parts for me. And I scripted a bunch of the intros. Yeah, I just... I don't think they were that bad. I'm sure that other people won't think that they're that bad, or the guests probably didn't think they were that bad. But going back and listening, to it, just the way that... The way that I heard myself speaking, I, there was something... Something that I didn't like about it. <laughs> I guess just for me, I just I just knew obviously that it was something that was scripted and so maybe maybe I gotta find a way to just just speak about them in the moment. I don't know. But I guess for season two we're we're mostly just doing away with that. I think I'm gonna try to just start the conversation, start the whole podcast with us just being like, What do you wanna talk about, man? <laughs> Alright, so I think that That covers some of the major weak points there Yeah, that's probably enough And then for, for what I did good So I mean the first thing I I did it Like I I did six of the interviews That's the most important part Is that I was just actually like taking action And kind of putting things into practice So that was good I felt like one, I just fucking enjoyed the shit out of all six of those conversations, like they were they were just awesome experiences and it's really cool for me to have this this platform, which just gives me an excuse to have these these amazing conversations with these people that I would love to talk to more often, but just, you know we're all adults and we have we have lives and everyone has busy schedules and if I didn't have this platform, I, I wouldn't have been able to have any of those conversations with those people. Well, to be honest, the one with David, like we would have had probably a similar conversation if uh, like the next time that we just went rock climbing together or something. But basically everyone else, like we, we never would have had those kind of conversations because we just didn't have that, that setting. We didn't have that environment of, you know, just, just sitting down just to have a conversation. And of course, to have it recorded and you know sent out to the the future billions of listeners, right but man, it was oh, it was really cool it was really cool to have that um and so yeah I mean I think I think what I did well was just to really just kind of like be there and just just be fully engaged in the conversation, and like I said i You know, I I still kind of struggled with um, Always being attentive and listening Right, because I was talking about How I was trying to be the interviewer also But I think that overall I did really well to To just have a conversation And not play So much of the role of Of the interviewer You know, the podcast host or whatever I think we I think we had really genuine conversations Hmm what else I mean I I think it's good the way that I adapted as as an interviewer and uh yeah throughout throughout the six of them like with each one I definitely got more comfortable and I became less strict with keeping exactly to the the interview questions that I've written out so just just becoming more flexible and adaptive I think that was a big improvement for me across the whole thing, across the uh, the six interviews. Hmm. All right. I'm running out of shit to say, so I'm going to wrap it up. That was your season one summary. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, let me just shout out my coworker, Medina, because she is really the only person actually listening to the podcast right now. and uh, I just want to say that I appreciate you. And hopefully, hopefully in the future, by the time other you know, by the time other people are hearing this, uh, you're still listening, but you're not the only listener, and you have some other people that you can discuss these podcasts with. That'll be cool. Get some of our other coworkers listening to this shit.